Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, I'm Katherine Spitznagel. Welcome to Rockstar Millennial Podcast. And today we are honored to have Miss Renee with us. So Renee, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Good. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, Renee. Yeah, so I um, am a project manager for our Cartwright Design, which is an interior design studio. Uh, I just started this position uh, the beginning of this year, and um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and you're good at it. <laughs> I'm getting better every day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you had an interesting uh, career before this. This has kind of been a pivot to the world of interior design. Tell us about your journey prior to this part of your career. Sure. Yeah. So for about 10 years, I was in the field of public health. Uh, I knew that I wanted to help people. I was really interested in the health field. Um, You know, and I had wonderful experiences. um, But, you know, I kind of uh, floated around, (laughs) like I would say. I you know, I, I had, um, like, I was able to teach uh, at a university. Um, I was able to help organizations apply for grants. Uh, and my last position was more of a corporate job um, in health informatics. Um, and while I was in that position, I was just thinking, you know, where am I going with this? What direction do I want to go? And I've always, like, I follow my gut. And I always have known that um, my, my true love and passion has been interior design. Ever since I was a little kid, uh, my mom would tell you that. Like, I scraped up the walls, moving things around in the room. <laughs> I painted things. I was always this really creative kid. Um, and so I always had that thread. I, you know, on the side, at home, that was definitely something I was always doing. Um, and people would come over and say, you know, like, can you help me figure right. stuff out, too? And I, and so I always, I knew that that was something that I loved, and I just, um, finally took a leap about two years ago um, to put in my notice for that in that job that I was, um, you know, a pretty comfortable, good job. Mm-hmm. And I put in my notice and I started, I, you know, I, I had asked around about different positions or different things to get started. And I was able to find a local um, uh, construction company that was looking for someone to help design slash, you know, manage some projects. So I was like, right. that's an in. So I did that. Um, which then led to working for an assistant for an interior designer um, and then led me to this job. So it was just like one step at a time um, as I was as I was just pursuing and learning more in the field. I've just been able to have some opportunities come up that have been really great. But what a lot of courage that took, I think. <laughs> it did. Um, you know, you had a master's, you were working, as you say, um, in the health field. and um, But this was always not even a side hustle, but just an interest, always an interest uh, for you doing things at home. And then uh, when others, as you say, would come to your home and, and then you'd go and help them. 
Um, yeah, and I and I think too, you know, I just knew, um, you know, you kind of have to have some things in place to be able to take the leap and do that. Right. Um, my husband and I, you know, we paid off all our school loans, and you know, we've always been just really focused on. We wanted to find careers that were fulfilling. Um, and we were able to, he was able to make a career pivot as well. And then I was as well because, you know, we kind of, um, we made sure that we lived a lifestyle and lived below our means to be able to save some things up, to be able to kind of have, um, some resources to be able to, you know, I had to start entry level, um, all over again kind right. of deal. Um, and we always, we prized that kind of flexibility, um, over, over having things, um, so, so yeah, it led to a lot of um, just flexibility and opportunities that way. And so I love that plan that you two had to, to become debt-free. And your, your mm-hmm. impetus there was that that freedom would give you freedom of choice uh, yep. to do other things. So we're, and I, you know, I think that's a remarkable uh, thing that, that uh, you and Russ have done is that you look at that, what would seem like many young people as an insurmountable school debt, and you just tackled it. And in four years, you said, we are going to be debt-free, and we're going to live, as you say, below our means, and we're just, we're both doing this very intentionally um, so we can make some other career choices and some other life choices. And even though it was a difficult journey, there was a sense of freedom and accomplishment and that um, it allowed you to have the courage then and the wherewithal to step out and do something different. So I yeah, and it, Thank you. Um, yeah, we, you know, it was, I would say, you know, what? yeah, it was in four years, you paid off almost 180 grand in student loan debt and a car and, yeah. a couple other things and you know i when i look back at those years too they were just really formidable years they um you know our first few years being married and figuring things out and they really helped us like i don't i don't look back at that time as being um just really really hard i look back at it as being like you learned how to work together right. you know we and we learned you know how to sacrifice you learned to have a goal you mm-hmm. know and pursue that and so i think it was all just really good fruit that came from that Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're still benefiting from as far as that goes. But I would probably say, you know, the other thing too is um, I, when I was in the more like corporate study job too, it was also, I just realized like, you know, when you know, oh my God, I knew like this wasn't really the best path for me. Like this mm-hmm. wasn't really, right. I wasn't passionate about it. I wasn't, you know, it was kind of, it hurt more to stay. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Like it wasn't like they did anything to make me miserable. It was a good company, but it was just like, I knew I just, I'm like looking at my trajectory and being like, Oh, this is going to hurt to stay Um, because I'm not, it's not like, I'm not going to be um, using what I know that God's given me, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to invest in my ability. I just knew like this this wasn't the best Path for me, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was the other thing that made it a little easier. Right, and it, and you knew you had a passion elsewhere. The the yeah. thing that I I love though, Renee, is the sort of the basis or the foundation for um, throughout your career has been that 
that servant leadership, that helping others, serving others. And that was part of what drew you to healthcare was that helping, that want, need, um, passion to help others. Um, but I think it's curious how you translate that into interior design. So tell us about that. Tell us how uh, you live your purpose in interior design. Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. Like I, you know, I went into healthcare field because I wanted, and in public health, because I wanted to help the most people, you know, and enhance people's lives, make their lives better. Mm-hmm. And that's a very general comment, you know, really general purpose, of course, that can be applied a lot of different ways. Uh, but now, you know, like I have this creative part of me and then also this part of me that, that wants to enhance people's lives by bringing beauty, mm-hmm. you know, into yeah. people's lives. Um, and, and also function, you know, like a place that functions for them that they feel good in, that feels like them, you know, that, that, that they just feel at home um, and are able to use that space well. And so, um, you know, so that's, you know, that is... I love making people happy. <laughs> so, you know, when people see um, the end result or they're just really happy with, you know, oh, like you got these window treatments and they work so well. I love them, you know, or, you know, some people um, will be like, I look at those pillows every day and I love them. <laughs> you know, like they just, you know, things like that, where it's just like the small things that um, people enjoy that make it really worthwhile. Um, and I just, you know, I like also um, my other life theme is to make good choices. And so, you know, it's like, I don't want people also like wasting money on, on things that they aren't going to be as happy with, you know? So it's like, you know, let's, let's make a good choice together and get the best thing that you can get, the best investment that you're going to love for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're very good about, you've got this sort of organizing mind as well. You have the creative mm-hmm. side, you, you have the serving side, but you also have this organizational uh, mind. And, you know, how to best um, provide the best function for them, as you were talking about, the thing that's going to work the best for them, it's going to look the best, it's going to work the best, and be the best um, option for their money. And you've kind of, you wrap all of that into interior design, is what I see. Yeah, and that's why the product manager um, position has been really good for me. You know, like, because when I was in, uh, the public health field, like it was, there was a lot of processes and organization there. And, and like, I, I don't always feel that organized. And so when people tell me that I am, but I'm like, Oh, I feel like I can do so much better at being a little bit more organized. Uh, but I, uh, um, yeah, like I, I'm able to use that side of my brain as well. You know, the checklist and I can share the ducks are in a row um, because there's a lot that goes, there's a lot of tiny details that go into all these projects behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not like press a button and then it all like appears. Right. There's a lot of things that, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of contractors, a lot of vendors, that sort of thing. And I, like, I love working with different people um, and then, and then working towards a common goal. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, so I was able to use, you know, some of those, skills that I've had or developed over my previous career and trans- those are transferable um, over here to be like, okay, so now it's in a different field, but I can still use some of those processes or ways that I think about putting things together, um, you know, here too, that can benefit, you know, to make things move uh, smoothly. Right. For your clients. 
So tell us, how do you blend this uh, busy work life with a lot of clients and these projects that might have, you know, a hundred different elements to them? How do you blend that uh, with your home life and uh, stay rejuvenated? Yeah, good question. It's still <laughs> a work in progress. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had to learn and realize that you work from your rest. You don't work to rest. And so it's really important that you take care of yourself. It's not just like luxury. It's like, no, to keep going, mm-hmm. um, you need to really prioritize, um, you know, like, sleep, (laughs) you know, making sure you protect that, um, you know, working out, eating well, of course, with my health background, you know, I've always been interested in that. Um, but then I can really tell when those things, you know, aren't aligned and then I'm really not working the best that I can. And I think too, um, to just mentally also take it easy on yourself because, you know, I've only been in this position for, you know, less than six months and there's a lot to learn. We're really busy. Um, there's a lot of balls in the air and, you know, sometimes I can get hard on myself if I don't, you know, if, if something didn't go perfectly right or, you know, I didn't know the answer to this, so it took a while to figure some stuff out. And the self-talk to yourself is being right. like, you know, I like, I'm actually doing a pretty good job or, you know, I'm figuring it out or, yes. you know, like ways that I can learn to, to talk to myself to keep that mental health so that you don't get too bogged down or, you know, like I need to go, like it would be best when they take it, just take a break, you know, go outside, go for a walk. <laughs> so like, like, you know, right. the work will still be there. And there's things to where I can say to myself too, there's no emergencies in mm-hmm. interior design. <laughs> like, no, no, you know, there's, there's right. no interior design, you know, like life and death emergency, right. you know, yeah. like, Things do feel urgent. You want to be responsive and all those things, but really, in the scheme of things, keep it in perspective. So, mm-hmm. which you can certainly see coming from the healthcare side, and yes, <laughs> helps to give you that perspective. Yes, good on you. So, what's next, Renee? What's next for you? Well, I um, I'm loving doing you know the product management part, but I also have this you know, more creative side of me that I would still love to, uh, I have so much to learn in this field. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to be able to do, you know, more of the design um, aspect, you know, from the beginning where projects uh, start and kind of working with clients on the conception of, um, okay, so, you know, where are we going with this? Um, and, and really, you know, starting on that with like the more design side um, because I, you know, I haven't just, organizing projects that are that are already in play that are already going on so to be able to you know do projects and start to finish and, mm-hmm. and be alongside um Rebecca is an incredible designer I feel like I have you know so much that I can learn from her and I just want to say to her like how does your brain work like, how are you thinking <laughs> through this and and really I mean she's had decades and decades you know she's had a few decades of experience and so right. um to be able to really um under that mentorship mm-hmm. has been great. So, uh, and eventually I want to, you know, own my own studio too. When I get, uh, to that point someday, I would love to be able to, you know, have my own business and, and run my own studio. Mm-hmm. 
And so tell us about, uh, yeah, so Rebecca Cartwright owns uh, our Cartwright Design, um, and you're learning from her, you know, uh, as you say. She's the owner, but also the mentor. And as you see her uh, interact with her team and you see her interact with clients, what's uh, what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned from Rebecca? Mm-hmm. Um, she, she has a way of talking to clients that is really kind and she listens, she listens super well. Like you'll have clients say, that's perfect. You know, like I love everything you have here. I mean, the way that she's able to listen really well and respond really well to clients as far as they're saying, like, I want this. And she just seems to really get it. Right. Um, and I'm sure that's honed after years and years of like really understanding where people are coming from and being mm-hmm. able to deliver that. Uh, so I feel like, you know, she just, she just has a, a real gift. Yes. Because a lot of times your initial meetings can be um, chaotic. You know, people don't, yeah. uh, interior design is one field where your clients don't often give you really specific direction. Uh, they have a feeling yes. for what they want, or they can kind of describe, you know, their feeling of, of uh, what they want the the home to be like or the room uh, to be like. Um, so there's almost a translation that happens and just an intuitive um, yes. language there is kind of yeah. uh, kind of what I see and that is that's a gift and it is something to to replicate and to learn um but I think it does yeah it just has to be learned and by watching by watching these folks yeah. that do it so very well and the confidence too to be a good guide yeah she's you know kind of was saying hey you know we take what they want and then we talk to them about it and then we also are just are guiding you know we're good guides as far as like okay this is the end result that you want trust me when i say this is what's going to get us there or you know mm-hmm. this is going to work in this space and you're going to end up loving it because some people can't see the whole picture right and you're saying okay this is what i think the flooring should be or this is what i think you know how we should arrange it this way and you know they're coming to you because maybe, you know, that's not, that's not their gift to be able to see everything come together. So you really have to say, yes, you're going to, you're going to love it. I hear what you're saying. Like, this is what's going to work and and trust me to guide you to get, to get you there. And she's just a person that you would, that you, you see the results that she gets, of course, but you also, um, trust her. Mm -hmm. She really, she has, um, a, just a passion for this as well. Like this is like her purpose. Um, which is what I love about her. She's like, this is, um, I'm tending my garden. This is what I do. You yes. know, like I'm keeping, I'm doing it, you know, and I have that same um, thought process, you know, that like, this is what I'm meant to do. And that's mm-hmm. what she believes as well. So it's just um, really fun to, to be under someone that has that much purpose mm-hmm. and passion as well. And so do you. And as I see you interacting uh, with others and with clients, I see that same um, sort of servant leader perspective is, you know, how do I, how do I help them? How do I bring joy or serenity or whatever it is that they're looking for that 
uh, room or home to do. And, you know, we often don't think if we're outside the design industry, um, we don't think of the home maybe having that purpose or of a window treatment having that purpose or, um, you know, wallpaper selection or surface selections, those kinds of things. Uh, but I think you take a very holistic approach to all of these things. How can all of this come together to give you um, a joy or mm-hmm. a peace or whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish uh, with this design? And I think that's a that's part of what plays into a bigger purpose. Yeah, and it, um, it's really personal, right? Like you're in yes. people's homes, you're in the mm-hmm. closet, you're in their like you are you know you know how they hang their clothes up you know you know what their um, routines are you Mm -hmm. know and it's just um before this I didn't think about how relational it is yes and it really is you know um it's great you're getting to know someone really well Mm -hmm. by by being in their space and talking about um, their daily lives. And so, and I love that aspect too. I, you know, we have great clients and I, I, I love getting to know different people um, with different backgrounds. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really good. So tell us what, uh, what encouragement do you have for other millennials? Yeah, I, um, I would say, you know, uh, I don't know exactly where to, Take us to be more open-ended. As far as um, for me, I can just talk my own personal experience of setting the foundation to be able to have flexibility. So one is like right. get your resources in order. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like that. Getting rid of that was just a huge thing, and also just we want to always use our resources well. Um, to, that has been huge, but also if if you do want to make a change, it's one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Like it is right. daunting to think, okay, I'm here, but I want to be there. When I was in that, when I was in public health, I was like, I want to transition into interior design. I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> and yeah. It really was. It really was laying the foundation to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But then it was also just one step of faith at a time. Of right. okay, I'm going to knock on some doors. And I, you know, okay, that's the first step. Let me get some more information. Okay, you know, the next step is, all right, what could that look like? Is there any opportunities? Okay, you know, and so it really was just being, like, faithful with what you have, where you're at, but then being um, uh, purposeful about just one step at a time. And I don't always know, you know, what that next step is. Like I said, I have, like, a long-term plan of wanting to own my own business, Um you know, and Russ and I also have, you know, other plans like businesses that we can do together. So we are, you know, always dreaming about different things. But mm-hmm. it is really just being faithful to what you have where you're at and then being um, purposeful on those next steps. On the next steps. Love that. Great counsel. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today, uh, Renee. So glad to have you. And thank you yeah. to, to all of our listeners. Uh, don't miss a podcast. Be sure and subscribe. Go to rockstarmillennials.com and sign up. You can also listen to us on iTunes and see us on YouTube. So thank you again, Renee, for joining us today. And until next time, we'll talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts 
submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rock star millennial in your world, contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us. Oh, 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 o